Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Improper Mimi. This is your host, Mimi Jacks, and I'm excited to chat with everyone today about empowering women at home, work, and play. We have an exciting guest today. We're going to chat with Stephanie Smith. And before I let her introduce herself, I just want to say that she is such a wonderful woman, um, full of life and energetic, um, always there to encourage others, and definitely had to really try to encourage herself this year. And so we're going to talk today about... um, bunch of different things. We're going to talk about diversity. We're going to talk about uh, telling one's stories and about um, and setting boundaries. So Stephanie, I want to welcome you to today's show and let everyone know a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Hi, everybody. My name is Stephanie A. Smith. I am a diversity practitioner. Uh, currently, I am working with PRISM Work. That's P-R-I-S-M Works. And uh, what we do, we help build equity um, in culture through diversity, leadership labs, and our different models of Hardy and the Culture 360. Um, In addition, so right there, I am uh, um, helping with uh, basically tell the world about prison work and all the work that we do. But personally, me, myself, um, I am a a creative co-creator. I have a lot of different um, businesses and um, I'm just always looking for the, you know, not the next big thing because everything's big in my world, but um, (laughs) definitely do some travel with um, Mm -hmm. some friends. And I'm looking to put together some travel trips for people of color, for women and empowerment trips um, as well, you know, small and quaint people that already know each other and that aren't allowed, that aren't afraid to like, um, come and have a good time. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is actually going to be one of the properties that I'm going to be building some, um, programs around. One's going to be a dating program. One's going to be a women's empowerment, um, men's empowerment. And I'm also looking to do a Maybe I'm not safe for work too, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> you know, because I have some girlfriends that are in the industry as dominatrix, and so it's really yeah. great to like help people, especially people of color, to um, understand, you know, what sex positive is, and because I kind of feel like the right. United States and our black cultures make it so taboo, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people don't know themselves, and it really does help. Yeah. Oh my goodness, definitely. <laughs> Pretty long. So, yay! Well, you're you're into a lot of different things, and I even love what you were talking about, like women and empowerment, because you know, improper Mimi is all about like empowering women, you know, and and that's why I really wanted to bring Stephanie on today because I know that even everything that you've been through, you know, that you always end up landing on your feet. You know what I'm saying? You always keep it turning, keep it churning, try for something new, you know, not afraid to, you know, branch out and experiment and um, just use all your skills in different ways. So to me, that that's just um, inspiring, you know, first of all. And then, you know, second of all, it's like things that people would want to be excited about being participating in, you know, participants in. Um, so yeah, so that would be really cool to hear about like, um, uh, women traveling because, you know, I was just, even yesterday was talking to some sister friends and we're like, oh yeah, sisters, um, sister friends is a form of therapy, 
you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you need your girls around you, your friends around you. So yeah, I, I can imagine just traveling with a group of women would be so powerful. Um, and just the um, type of activities and things that you guys would yeah. do. And, Especially yeah. now that we've all been disconnected from our girlfriends and our troops and our tribes. You know, we've all been kind of like having to focus on the nucleuses and only like what's very important. So I kind of feel yeah. like especially a lot of mothers, girlfriends, single mothers, and then single women like myself, uh, you know, that isolation and that disconnection mm -hmm. has been good, but also it's also been kind of like challenging because you don't have your tribe, you know, because there's been so much happening in the world. And um, mm -hmm. so the whole reason why I'm going to do Smith Square Travel Services and, you know, Smith Square, you know, Women Empowerment, I'm still working on the names, but um, particularly <laughs> just to allow us that reconnective to the women and the people and um, the, the magic that happens when we're all able to come together and help each other fix our own crowds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, be able to look at each other. Um, yeah. And I know a big part of that also is that even you recognizing your own crown and your own story. And I know that a few months ago you did like, your debut of storytelling, you know, like of talking about yourself, which I love. So maybe you could tell me a little more about um, that experience, you know? So um, yeah, just tell me how that experience Absolutely. was for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so funny. I always found myself telling very long stories to people um, or always ca caught myself kind of like always just talking and like, oh, you got to know about this. And one thing that I have seen over the years is that to your point that about, you know, every time I get knocked down, I just bounce back up. Um, and I've noticed that, that that is a skill. And so it's something that I wanted to, you know, package and, and make it like my gift. And so recently I've been working underneath an amazing speaker, storyteller, uh, Sean Derrick, and he speaks to students and helps speakers you know, um, particularly hone their craft, get your story, find your story, and then yeah. get your story out there in the market. And so I've chosen women and girls to be, you know, my, my market because I kind of feel like as a woman and as, as a woman that was once a little girl, there was a lot of things that, that were just obstacles are just things I just didn't know about. And yeah. so I found in my, in my storytelling that I'm able to give messages, you know, good messages such as, you know, it's, it's not about it. You know, it's not about what's happening to you. It's how you respond. Um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Um, and certain little gifts that I was able to learn along the way um, because I was poured into by so many women uh, women of color and and leaders as well and mentors that were able to help me. It's something that I want to give back as well. So um, storytelling is going to be in my 2022 and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, I'm looking to storytell a little bit more with the pen. So uh, thank you for reminding uh, me that. Yeah, yes, I'm looking to okay. um, so tell some of our stories as women. Yeah, so there may be a book or something coming up, or a blog. I'm thinking a movie. Up. I'm ah. thinking of script writing, <laughs> screenwriting. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Because like last year, <laughs> I was supposed to be in. I was casted in a movie. Uh, uh -huh. 
Saban Fallon Hogan casted me in her movie Shelter in Solitude, which is going to be coming out in 2022. Um, yeah. But um, August 15th, I was hit by a car. Excuse me, August 25th, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian. Oh, and my. so yeah. as much trying to manifest healing faster than I could, I was unable to walk still at that time. And particularly, I figure there's still stories I want to tell. And I tell myself that in 2022, or maybe starting this week, I'm going to start yeah. putting those ideas on paper and maybe start telling more stories of cultures that are more combined and cultures mm -hmm. that are more mixed. You know, not just one story, but, you know, yeah. trying to see the different variances in, you know, when what happens when you combine and collide cultures and what happens to those that are like in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, story, stories are so powerful, you know, and, and I think that's a way that a lot of people relate to you, you know, like they can understand where you're coming from, or they may learn something new about the experience or the story that people are telling. Um, and that's why I think, you know, podcasting and um, is so important also because you get to hear and you know see a lot of times also but you really get to hear in a person's own words you know how they felt how they went through something how they survived something um and i think when people hear those kind of stories they feel okay i can do this too you know they feel um even more uh with purpose or that they can um relate to it you know um, and it's so that exact do. point that, and to that point, it's that exact point. I remember having that feeling myself, looking up to others right. and looking up to other women. I was like, man, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, uh -huh. So, hundred percent. That's that's the the feeling I want to invoke. You know, either yeah. through storytelling, through script writing, or just you know, girlfriends. You know, just helping one <laughs> another out. Yeah. It was that experience. Was it? difficult to talk about yourself because some people you know like you and i we we could talk to anybody about anything really but then sometimes when we have to talk about ourselves it's like ooh, you want me to go in and tell you <laughs> yeah so fun that you asked 100 um so mm. because i had so many stories of, of you know pushing through adversity that was one of the things that i was having a hard time with i'm like so what is my message? What am I trying to say? Um, and what I've learned about in speaking is that you need to be very direct and to the point or you'll just look like a blubbering mess. Um, but talking about like myself in general, I honestly, I did start to feel a little shy. Like, oh my God, do I really want to talk about this? Do I really want to yeah. tell people that I'm not perfect? And it's, moving through that brokenness and that allowing other people to see uh, that I learned that it helps others see within themselves that they're not the only ones going through it. Yeah. Um, but it was very hard. Like, did I want to tell all, you know, my dirty secrets? <laughs> and then like, so no, one, no, one... that's for the memoir. You're going to have to come, you know, read the memoir for that. <laughs> well, and then another thing that um, my coach, my speaking coach, Sean said, he's like, um, he said, speak from, you, you, you don't want to speak from a wound. You want to speak from a scar. 
So elaborate on that. Yeah. So you want to talk about an experience that that impacted you, that you've already Mm -hmm. healed from, that you're you're Uh, good to be able to talk about in comparison to talking about a story or a piece in your life that it Mm. still makes you teary because we as Mm. we as humans we all have emotion and we all have these Mm. this energy in us and then once that starts going you know what I mean sometimes it just goes flowing and you don't want to do that in front of you know on a stage in front of hundreds so you want to speak from a a scar not a wound oh I like that I do I really like that because you're right yeah a scar has been healed. It's sealed up. It's not still oozing with pus and anger and sharp pain. You know, there, there could be some, you know, residual, you know, like feeling or tingling there. Like you may always have a little, you know, um, a little pain there. Yeah. Like you could feel it, you know, what happened, you know, like I cut myself over my holiday cooking. (laughs) I could still, you know, it's healing, you know, but it's not an open wound, you know, that, um, is going to have uncontrollable pain. It, it is healing. So right. once this but scar- it's healing. If you cut yourself over the holiday, it's probably still like, it's not done. Like if I thumped it, it would hurt. Right? <laughs> right? Like, oh. yeah. So you want to wait. And so funny about cutting, I accidentally cut almost the tip of this finger off, right? Oh, You're trying in yeah. the, the thing. And then, uh, <laughs> but now all you can see, you can just barely see it. But during it, oh my yeah. goodness. I remember and yeah. I was like, yeah, it'll close up. I had to get the glue, the doctor glue. Doctor glue, wrap it up real tight. Be like, okay, Lord, don't let my finger fall off. Oh my God, that was the beginning of COVID too. Like, and here it is. I'm sitting on a Zoom meeting with everybody, and then I'm like holding it, and I'm like, it's not stopping. I'm legit start to cry because I'm like, I don't want to go to hospital now. It's COVID. But like the hospital should be for people with really serious things, but my finger's not stopping bleeding. Right. And I called them. I was like, all you need to do is put the glue on it. You can just put the glue on it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And that's what they told you? No. Well, or you were telling them. I was telling them. So it happened. I called the, uh, you know, the Insta health places and they're like, yeah. well, we're going to send you to the hospital anyway. I'm like, mm. Fine. <laughs> Wrong answer. I was like, I'll call someone else. <laughs> Not I'm going keep there. Professional until they tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, hey, that's you know, uh, part of healing too. You know, we mentioned sister friends earlier, and that reflective, you know, friend that's you know giving you the truth, the honest truth, and we don't want to hear it. We're like are you sure that's what I should do? Cause I don't feel like it. And they're like, no, really? Yes. This is what you need to do. <laughs> Same. I have some girlfriends that have been in my life and, and then still in back home, um, in their own respective homes. Uh, one's all the way back in Alabama. She's been in my life since woo, 99. And every time we pick up the phone, it's just as if like old times, as if it hasn't been one minute skipped. Um, another, well, She's the real Miss Carter. That's Miss Kara Carter. Hey, how are you? Hey. <laughs> um, then we also have Miss Jocelyn. Jocelyn is oh. Porter. She I've known her since like ooh, 2007. And she's one that pours into me. She's the one that really like helps me rip off the band-aid and helps oh. me, you know, fix my my crown. And then um, I also have Miss Miss Mimi Jacks is like a very amazing friend. 
Thank you for having me on on the show. Um, and then like my very best, best, best friend who's really helped me um, flourish into who I am today. Um, that's Amanda Goodrum. And mm. she's in Boston as well. And I've known me since a good 2000. Uh, 13. Uh, I think I messed wow. up her last name, but it's okay. <laughs> Davis, Maria Davis. She's a Jackson now. Uh, um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's Mary has been amazing. So that's my, my fat five. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm looking to pull all these ladies together for my 40th, which is coming up. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, there you go. Get those women together, empowering each other, traveling, having a good time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and Layla. Yeah. Layla's a good one, too. She's a director, too. Layla Rosario. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fab Six. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we could not be where we are today without many people. So there are some people who are there just for yeah, maybe a season or just like a little bit of our life. But there's, like you say, there are some of those who have been there for years and years and years. I know. I instantly know. just thought about five more and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh, you get is just say girlfriends and I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> oh, so would you look back like at your journey this year? What is one thing that um, you have learned or that you could pull from that you might um, encourage other people to do? Um, yeah. Wow. That's a good question. Um, the one message that I, had to really learn this year was, you know, to be gentle and kind to myself. And I, at first I used to think that I'm like, I love myself. What are you talking about? But it came. Yeah. One thing that really started to resonate is like giving my body the rest when it needs to rest and Mm -hmm. saying no sometimes, you know, like I, I think I used to always have to say yes. I felt like I always had to say yes to things or I wouldn't be given another opportunity but I found that that is a part of of self-love is being able to say no, like that's not for me. Um, and just giving yourself the grace to say like, I, I, you know, I need help. Like having to ask for help, something that I didn't really um, do because I always wanted to seem as if like I had it all together. And um, even in my last dating situation, like I realized like the, the beauty of like having, you know, even the person says, I like it, you know, you cried. I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just being open and honest with myself and asking myself the questions and being able to slow down, slowing Mm -hmm. down with something, slowing down and giving myself grace. Yeah. Those are big takeaways. I mean, considering everything that we've just been through with 2020, 2021, you know, that us having, you know, the time forced upon us <laughs> to, yeah. you know, kind of take a look at ourselves, you know, and figure out what it is that we wanted to do, how we could be healthier, both mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, um, yeah. and I'm a big component of boundaries, you know, boundaries plays a big role in that. And it's hard. It's it's so hard when you've grown up a particular way, so used to like give, give, giving to other people, and um, and now you're kind of saying, "Wait a minute! I this is one part of me that I'm not going to allow um, um, people to control this 
time in my life that, yeah, I, and to give yourself grace, like you say, um, forgiving yourself, you know, like nobody's perfect. We've been through so much this year. For me, 2021 was a really emotional year, you know, whether it's body going through changes or just friends and family and love and loss, you know, um, there's an old movie, Elizabeth town that I made my daughter watch with me and I love it. It's just like, you know, they're talking about love and life and life and love and, um, you know, funerals and weddings and just a journey of like learning yourself in the midst of a great failure. Then you lose yeah. someone you love and then just coming, pulling yourself back together and opening yourself up to love again or to yeah. care about somebody else. So many times we have to um, not build a wall, but, you know, still have boundaries that protect ourselves of and our energy when we're dealing with other people. So, yeah. 100%. And to that same point, like just recently, I think I saw a meme. I love memes nowadays. It said, um, I'm no longer matching energy. I am really looking like, do I like you? <laughs> I'm no longer matching energy. There's no, you know, no, it's either you give it or you don't. But uh, yeah. going back to like putting that, that onus on the self and putting that onus to like, you know, know that, okay, it's, it's good to take time to yourself to like rebuild yourself. But then after that, it's okay to open up again, you know, just yeah. learn from the lessons. Don't, you know, block up, you know, don't block your blessings. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Do not block your blessings. Be open to new things um, and be open to trying and setting new boundaries. Yeah. And honestly, like, honestly just yourself. getting ready for to come out here was like me knowing that there was going to be a plethora of I don't knows made me so excited. Like, I guess I gotten so used to just the same old, same old, just again, going back to like just seeing so much, you know, chaos in the world and so much undividedness. Um, that I got excited about, wow, I'm going to go out. I'm going to fly again. I'm going to travel. I'm mm -hmm. going to see people. I'm going to learn yeah. new things. Things ain't always going to be easy, but, you know, it's going to be some some new stuff to, like, sink your teeth in and to really try to yeah. um, um, make those new mind maps. And, you know, what I've learned is um, our brain, when we have, like, uh, challenges and, you know, when we have new experiences, it, it does something to our brain, like it opens up new mind maps and new connectors. And mm -hmm. um, it, it, those are the things that really kind of like make me excited. And if there's some yeah. excitement behind it, then, you know, it's part of your passion and your journey. Right. Mm -hmm. In my mind. Exactly. And <laughs> I also manifested it. Yeah, right? I also feel like I've manifested a, a rainbow the other day because I was like, you know what? That would be great if you saw a rainbow. And we did. <laughs> so it was all because of me. Thank you. Thank you. Putting rainbows in the sky. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I mean, this has been great. I really love, you know, and I know, like, I know we also want to get into, like, more um, – you know, race and, you know, North and South and the U S kind of stuff. And 
we can we definitely can plan to do that another day have you on you know make sure that yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean because that that's i kind of thought we did touch on it a bit because you know as a diversity practitioner that's what i do i also have like a lot of conversations around this this was like a very you know fun creative conversation instead of you know um talking about the divided cultures that we do have. And that's why I want to screenwrite and write some more stories to talk about that, that middle uh, population that is stuck between, you know, two cultures that are either fighting or they one overpowering one. Um, There's so many different variations uh, of, of that conversation that we can have. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even like over the holidays, you know, when we talk about, I mean, the United States is very, um, I think it's still heavily divided black and white, you know, a yes. lot of issues and topics and um, regions, you know, even within the States. Um, yeah. And just like even over the holidays, you know, like visiting family in certain areas of the country, it's still very much, you know, when you get out of the big cities and you get into more rural areas and suburban areas, even it's, you know, it's, it's really, black, white, and mixed. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's what some of these communities are made of. And, um, you know, there's movies out there, you know, um, passing and I'm what I'm reading right now, the vanishing half by, um, Brit Brittany and, um, there's all different stories and history. And that's kind of what, um, I've been talking to some people about is like even the history of um, how people got along in our country, how they, you got to do whatever you got to do to survive. And how did some people do that? How did some black or mixed, you know, persons do that in our country, you know, over the years to get to where we are today? So. And it's so funny that you bring up the movie Passing, um, particularly, Mm. I really, I enjoyed it, but there's a lot of movies that I, personally would like to see a different narrative. I kind of feel like the biracial mm-hmm. person has always been like, you know, the protagonist in the story or the antagonist. Mm. Which one's the, the, the mean one? The antagonist, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so basically, I, I kind of feel like there's this bubbling narrative of like the tragic mulatto. And mm. I honestly would like to, to tell a story of you know of the biracial experience that is helping people understand how these structures and these and these cultures create pockets of of turmoil for lack of better words like if you think about in passing you know for me from my perspective i saw you know the biracial girl like longing for her black side wanting to be accepted and wanting to be around it but yet she had this big secret that if it would have come out, like it would also kill her, you know? Uh, So, mm -hmm. and there's another movie that I personally like imitation of life. And there's a couple of times where it's punitively on the mixed girl, like Sarah Jan's trying to pass again, instead of like, why didn't we stand up for Sarah Jane when her, you know, when, like when her boyfriend beat her up just because her mom's black? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how come we didn't go after him? How come it was just like Sarah Jane's fault? Um, 
I, I see another narrative. Like, I think I want to call it like the chicken George syndrome from chicken George on, on roots. Cause if he's, if you see his character too, he's constantly, you know, divided between the house and the field. And he does have a little bit of privilege. So he does get to get away with a little bit, but in the end, you know, the father shows is just like, no, you're just not me too. You know? So what, what, what happens to those dynamics and what happens to the person and the human being and the soul in that person? Um, Another story that I like is skin about, um, a black girl that was born to a white family due to the genetics, like they oh, used to call it like, the skip gene or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the milkman got there, but we ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> girl, that's one thing that you know, you know, mm, family it does secrets happen though because there's a lot of families. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it does happen. I, there's yeah. a lot of families. That- <laughs> we both excited. You good? I know, right? Because I mean, because I think our generation, these things are coming out more now, or we question and we ask about those kind of things. Whereas in the past, it was just swept under the rug. Nobody knows anything. So this skip generation thing, like you say, you know, I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's what you say. But it's like now we're thinking, and we've got like ancestry.com, and we're like, well, how come these don't link? <laughs> Right. But in genetics, what I was going to say to the other point of that is that um, we are seeing so um, um, how the chromosomes, when they come together, like something will pop up out of like, you know, genes popping out. And then if you think about it, you know, the albino um, genetic series in African history, particularly people used to think that they their, their skin and their and their bodies and that they held magic powers so like mm. people of like you know who are had have albinoism were also yeah. stolen mm. from their families and and hurt as well and there's so much history out there that we're all yeah, trying to learn and the one thing that yeah. pisses me off again about the united mm-hmm. states that aren't so united yeah. is like this legit reverberation against uh critical race theory which is like these things really happened why can we not talk about them why do we have to sweep them under the rug right right people are non-color why <laughs> p-o-n-c's i term that ah. i coined that <laughs> people are non-color we're like listen <laughs> we know and i mean hey that's why you know we talk about you just mentioned people of non-color but i mean there, that's why we have to teach ourselves. You know, that's why Kwanzaa, you know, was created, you know, for um, education and enlightenment of, you know, um, I believe, you know, for, for African-Americans, you know, to learn and make sure that we do emphasize certain principles that we want our families to know and our communities to embrace. Uh, right. So, yeah. If we've got to teach ourselves, share knowledge amongst ourselves, tell our own stories, uh, that's yes. and that's what we need to do. Yeah. And there's so much to learn. I kind of feel like that's the one thing I wish I, I, I that my parents really started to you know instill into me was um, I wanted to know more about the history. You know, I didn't I didn't know as much as I I should have, yeah. and that's one thing I wanted to know all the time. Yeah. So there's so much history out there, so many books, there's so many writers, and it's, I'm happy that, like, this is the, you know, the renaissance of, of Black excellence, you know, we're yeah. seeing 
our history. We're learning. We're going back to our our countries. We're finding what we're made of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. I'm I know excited. I have some West Indian in me somewhere. Let me just find it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Claim it. Claim it as you're traveling around. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been great, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time and chatting with you and. Um, I'm so proud of you too. I just want you to know that and I love you and so proud of everything that you've accomplished and, you know, survived this year. And I, I just, you know, wish and pray for others also to, you know, look within themselves, find that strength, lean on your sister friends for strength too. And, um, you know, it's, it's exhausting, but it's worth it. It's worth it when, um, well, thank you so much. Like, and to your point about leaning on your sister friends, I am working on a a women's empowerment program that'll be coming up. Um, maybe in August we'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay. And where can people find you? Because I know all the things that you're doing, you know, the central point of location that, they know like, okay, if Stephanie's up to something, this is where we're going to like kick it off. We know that she's going to talk about it here. (laughs) Yeah. So fun. Thank you for asking. I'm actually building a website now Mm -hmm. that's going to have all these things. Um, I don't have a link tree, but I think I need to create one now. So, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. I don't have a personal website yet. (laughs) Girl, that is okay. Yes. Yes. I'll be sure to um, (laughs) look for any social medias. (laughs) Come find me. Right. Yeah. So we'll be sure to put it in the link below and everything for everyone to find in our um, show notes and comments and everything. So you can find Stephanie, whether it's website, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, email. something, email. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Stephanie <laughs> at Smith dash square. And that's S T E F A N I E at right. Smith S M I T H dash squared. Dot yeah. com. That's an email. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, email never fails. <laughs> hey. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you again, and thank you everyone for tuning in to Improper Mimi, where we talk about empowering women at home, work, and play. Um, and we just want you to be sure to keep telling your story because there's always someone else listening and watching you that is really going to benefit from hearing about what you're doing. wonderful thank you thank you Mimi bye everybody (laughs) be sure to like and follow this episode with other women in your life who have powerful stories to share with others feel free to leave me an improper message at impropermimi.com about a story in your life that you are proud to have overcome While you're at it, I need everyone to subscribe to Improper Mimi on YouTube as well so that we can get at least 100 subscribers. That's all I have for now, podcasters. Remember to keep giving yourself space for grace and as always, keep telling Black stories. Ciao!